paranoia is in bloom the PR transmissions will resume they'll try to push drugs to keep us all dumbed down and hope that we will never see the truth around another promise another seed another package lie to keep us trapped in greed you see the green belts wrapped around our minds and endless red tape to keep the truth confined All right, welcome everyone to the Tory Says Show. It's the 24th of September, uh, 2021. Uh, so I want to apologize. I got extremely ill yesterday. I um, I actually had composed a text before I missed my show, but um, I obviously didn't send it because I wasn't feeling too good. So it was just kind of like sitting there on my phone. So I apologize for that. Um, and, you know, then my phone was dead while I was napping in the bathtub. So <laughs> I apologize again. Uh, <laughs> it was one of those uh, days uh, that I had to. Um, yeah, it was it was unforeseen. Um, but I'm I'm feeling better today. My cat, I took him for his follow up. He was sedated. He was fixed. Not like fixed, like snipped. He's been snipped for like a very long time. Um, but he's better. Um, picked up a Patriot so we can do some Dominion stuff. Um, speaking of Dominion, uh, you know, we should kind of talk about what's going on in Arizona. And what it looks like going on is, you know, the Arizona group had filed a Quo warranto, if you guys remember, and it was dismissed, right? Do you guys remember that? Well, um, with this report, I mean, I don't see it getting dismissed this time. It's like, we need to craft it again. So I think uh, next week we should be discussing that. Now, today's show is going to be a little bit shorter than normal. I need to bounce out of here latest 830 because Russell and I have to be somewhere at 9.15. Um, I'm going to have to feed him. And so to get there, we're going to, you know, the, the, the GPS says it takes 35 minutes. We have to be there within 40 minutes. But considering I'm a very, uh, I don't know, I'm a good driver. So he'll be fine. Uh, <laughs> so... I am expecting an expert to hop on later that you all adore. Um, and we are definitely not eating Chinese. Guys, you know, I don't even know what possessed me to do that. Like, you know, when you're not feeling good and then you go to the doctor and then you're just like, oh, I'm starving. And then you, like, what possessed me to even go and get, like, who goes to a hole in the wall and says, yeah, Chinese sounds great while I'm feeling like crap. Now it's on the list with tequila. Like, I can't even smell tequila anymore. Like, no. Um, and so <laughs> someone called me out in the law-abiding driver. Great. All right. So let's just kind of see the introduction of what the Cyber Ninjas had to say. I did post a couple of questions uh, in the Telegram chat, and I wanted to tell you that we did get an answer to one of them already. So one of the questions that I posed to the committee uh, during the announcement was, 
Since the ballot data and the blatant evidence of criminal conduct clearly show that the election process was compromised, that means that those elected are usurping a government seat as we speak. The only remedy would be to decertify and conduct a special election. Where did I hear that before? Um, Has there been a proposal for that? And the answer that was provided is the report calls for decertification. So that's one. Uh, The other question, let me just check if the amazing uh, person that is taking press questions has responded to it. I'm going to take a look and see. The next question that I asked has not been answered yet. So that question uh, was, the, the this report would mean that those that were elected in 2020 are not legitimately holding an office seat. Therefore, it means that all may challenge by what authority or quo warranto, aka Q warrant, to remove them. Do you think such actions being discussed by voters to bring such actions will accelerate the criminal investigation. I mean, you know, if you guys start asking questions like, by what authority do you hold the seat? I kind of think that that um, the whole, you know, investigation, criminal investigation that you think is going to happen, but not, but has been happening, but we're just saying it's happening, you know, kind of like that, um, <laughs> maybe accelerated. So the discussions of quo warrantos that we had earlier this year, and the first trial, an error attempt by Arizona, is now ready to go. You see how that works? How amazing. Because now you know what their response was as to why you can't file it or why they won't listen to you. And now you're like, all right, now I have, I'm armed with a report. Let's go. You see how that works? Because every time you fail, it's never a real failure when you're in court. You have to understand that. You don't fail in court. You get an answer, right? You fail when you exhaust all the places you can ask the question, right? When question, 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 and then you come to the end of the road, which is SCOTUS, and they're just like, you know, face control, sorry. No, there you fail. But when you're going to your first attempt of doing something, you don't fail. You get an answer. So now we take a look at the response the court gave in regards to their first attempt at quo warranto. And then we'll all sit down and brainstorm on how we file it with the report. And then suddenly, boom, they're removed. So the quo warranto is basically a writ that you put to the court Asking, by what authority do you hold this elected position? So the people that were elected in 2020 have to explain how they hold that position if the election has been decertified. So ergo, they no longer hold that position and they are immediately removed and special elections occur. You see how that works? (laughs) Wait till the rest of the 49 states happen. I think we need to get Puerto Rico in on this too don't want to leave my bariquas out. All right, let's take a listen to this. That they're in question, they had to recount them. Um, so there's absolutely no way um, to, to have speed here without having accuracy. And we found that when we had a brand new table, it, it was relatively slow. But as soon as they've been doing it for about two shifts or so, their speed greatly increased. And it was amazing at how quickly they could count ballots. Um, in the very beginning of the process, in our first three weeks, um, our fastest I think that our most ballots we ever counted was roughly 30,000. 
Um, when we came back and had a, more of a full shop, I think at our peak, we, we did over 150,000 ballots in a day and we're routinely doing over 100,000. Um, so it, the, the speed, like I said, uh, greatly increased, um, especially as we work through this. So the way the ballots would actually work is we have, we had a ballot corral where, where um, the ballots were originally in. Um, they would be signed out of that ballot corral and they'd be taken to a tally table. After they were tallied, they'd go back to a ballot corral, whether which was specific to being in progress. And then when we had our paper examination tables, they were ready for a box of ballots. That's where it came. It came out of the in progress. Um, so at the paper exam examination tables, uh, we had DSLR cameras. Those DSLR cameras took pictures on the front and the back of, the, of these ballots, and they gave us very high definition images um, that allowed us to see all sorts of intricacies of the paper and what's going on. After it was done with DSLR, actually, excuse me, sir. I'm sorry, the clicker's not working. There we go. Um, let's go back there really quick. So once I went into the microscope stands, we had four microscopes that were taking um, images of, of the um, magnified image, and that was over a court number of different places. That included the presidential oval um, to take a look at how that was filled out. And with the way we had the lights, we could actually see when it was filled out with a ballpoint pen, um, you could actually see the ridges of the person pressing down on it. So you could tell the difference between something that was filled out with a Sharpie, uh, you could tell something that was printed out by a pen, or you could tell actually if something was computer printed. Um, you could tell the difference between all of them. We also had a microscope over certain parts of the, the ballot that would allow us to look at the paper fibers to, timer, to help determine what type of paper was utilized. Now, when we were done with this, we actually had over 140 terabytes of data um, just from the paper examination alone. Um, so we had massive amounts of data. In fact, uh, with our camera footage and everything that ran the operation, we ended up with um, close to two, terab I'm sorry, two petabytes of data. Um, to give you a comparison, that is vastly more data that your average large thousand person company has. Um, so we were running a very impressive network here um, that was completely air gapped, wasn't connected to anything outside of the floor um, in order to support this, in order to have all the data requirements associated with it. Um, it was a very complicated operation. So just want to give a high level status of where we are right now. Um, so first of all, we've completed the hand counted of all federal races. We've done all the image and microscope capture of all the ballots. Uh, we've reviewed and did a comparison of the official results. We've done analysis of the voter rolls. We've done the vast majority of the analysis of the actual voting machines and voting equipment. Um, in progress right now, uh, we are hopeful to soon with the settlement that the Senate put together to be reviewing the spunk logs and routers um, based on the settlement terms. Um, we're also hoping that the completion of the, the paper analysis that's being done will be, be done very shortly. Now, from a scope standpoint, stopped again. Um, so no longer in scope um, was the canvas in um, that was decided that was removed. Uh, we have the tabular configuration to check internet conf configuration was something that was not provided. Uh, we believe with the other information we have, we'll be able to get similar data, but it will not be the same exact data. Um, we had requested review the voter roll system, but uh, a lot of the systems are used for checking in for the SIPUC system were not provided as part of the equipment that was given us. Uh, we had hoped to look at the review of the ICX devices, but again, those had not been provided. Um, we had wanted to look at the provisional ballots, the ones that had not been counted to, to count the sealed envelopes to make sure they matched up with everything and made sense. Um, and those, again, were not provided. Um, and we'd also hoped to take a look at the undeliverable ballots um, to see how many of them were bounced back or what happened to them. And again, those were not things that were provided. 
And so there were things that are no longer in scope and we're not able to take a look at. Okay, so now we'll get into the fun part and get more into the, the, the actual tallies and results. Um, in order to understand some of these findings, I want to make sure that everyone has a clear picture as to how this process works. Um, so if we have ballots that are actually uh, damaged or otherwise can't be run through the tabulators, for example, the Braille ballots won't fit through the tabulators, um, some of the UCAVA ones are in formats that can't, um, they need to go through what's called the duplication process. Now, this is a different thing than what Dr. Shiva was talking about when he talked about duplicates. He was, when he talked about duplicates, he was talking about more than one envelope going to the same person. Um, so we're going to talk about the word duplicates here, but we're actually talking about when there was an original ballot that couldn't be run through the scanner and they created a copy of it, which was run through the scanner and counted. So when you have duplicates, when you have the originals and you have the duplicates, um, only one of those counted and it should only be the duplicates. Now specifically, the, the originals are often referred to as damage sent to duplication or DSD. And we're going to use that notation throughout things that DSD means the original ballots, whereas the actual duplicates are referred to as dupes. Um, so there should be one, one DSD per dupe, and there should be a unique serial number on every single DSD and every single dupe to match them up um, so that you will know for sure that this ballot right here was duplicated to this other ballot. And if you want to compare and make sure the duplication process was done correctly and that it actually represented the voter intent, um, you'd be able to easily match them up and it'd be easier to handle from an audit standpoint. Um, duplicate ballots also should be stored separately from the original ballots so there's not confusion and they don't get mixed up. So let's talk a little bit about those findings. Okay, here um, we so go. Our duplicate ballots were coming commingled with the original ballots, not all of them. Um, there were in at least one box case, uh, which is something that they're not supposed to do according to the EPM. Um, duplicate ballots had incorrect and missing serial numbers. If you take a look at this table that's showing up, you'll notice the, the serial number on the left is what was actually on the ballot, um, of the duplicate ballot. And uh, the serial number, the board one hand dupe 2114 on the right is what was actually on the original damage. Um, You'll, the, you'll notice the numbers are actually different. On the left-hand side, it says Duke Board 3, hand, hand 0 to 114. On the right, it says Board 1, hand Duke 214. Uh, we were able to match these up because of the ballot characteristics and the precinct that it came from, but it's a very painful process, and it has to be done manually in order to figure out what matches to what else when they're not actually stamped with the same exact serial number on them. We also had a number of... Uh, Serial numbers that are printed like this one that you see on the screen, uh, where it's you, you can't really read it; it's not legible. Um, mm -hmm. So it theoretically has a serial number on it. But you mean they were printed on the fly? There's no way to match it up because you cannot read what the value is on it. Um, in addition to to having um, ballots that flat out did not have a serial number anywhere on there whatsoever, so there was no way to match them up. You know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of something that I had seen in Korea where um, they had like this mass printing for LG. I think it was a few years ago. Uh, they were printing out invitations for people to come to the LG house. I think I've spoken about the LG house before. It's like where you can have an immersive experience with LG stuff. So basically what you do is you go there and you sleep and you use all this fancy tech, which is pretty badass. They tell you, hey, when you want to wake up in the morning, you can train it that if you like stretch your arms above your head, that you want it to, you know, create a sunshine, your window will then show something visual and the coffee will start, you know, it's kind of very responsive to how you want it, which was a pretty, well, my experience was early 2000s. We're talking about stuff we don't even have yet. I, I was, I was 
learning about and 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 enjoying in the early 2000s in Korea. So in South Korea, they had printed a bunch of stuff. And what happened was uh, there were um, uh, fraudulent uh, invitations that needed to have certain serial numbers in order for you to go. And it was kind of like this, kind of just like this. I think I talked about that maybe years ago where I was talking about the LGL. So weird that the serial numbers look just like the serial numbers that were messed up in South. Was there a plane that left Arizona from South Korea too? I'm trying to remember you guys because they were the ones that were like, they were so stumped that they had all these people coming in and the paper recipe was a little bit off but it mimicked it so they couldn't like scan on the watermark because it was there. But they, where they failed was on the printing on the fly. And, you know, so I was kind of just thinking, it's so weird that I see it like this because that was a big thing in South Korea. And it's like, and then to have a South Korean, I mean, come on, is the, like you can't even make this shit up. And they were talking about a plane that was South Korean in Arizona. Like, I don't know, that sounds like a rumor or a conspiracy theory. But I just thought, you know, maybe, you know, maybe, I don't know. It's just a suggestion. But anyway, I have an expert on that's better to tell us about these things. Uh, so I think I want to bring my expert on to talk to you guys about uh, the elections rather than have a video. And so my expert is here. Hello, experts. Hello, I'm doing fantastic. You look amazing. You've done such an awesome job down there uh, with these, um, with these uh, uh, fraudulent and rigged elections. I'm so excited. Uh, for our, everything that has come out, uh, just watching. Oh my gosh! Have you seen this hearing? It's crazy. It's the oh, biggest it cover-up. They've they have wiped out a million. So, what's undisputable at this point is they wiped out a million files. They've wiped. They have done a cover-up. They wiped out a million files. Every one of those is a is a crime. Everyone, every one is a charge. Uh, they've they and they did this the day before they turned the records over. The day before they turned everything over to the audit, they went through and they deleted the entire database. They deleted literally 85,000 of this kind of file, 85,000. All these, every single file was illegal for them to delete and they did it all the day before they turned this, this stuff over under the subpoena. So if nothing else, there's a huge obstruction of justice cover-up kind of charge. Now, in addition, the law lets you presume that when somebody does something like that, that there might be some reason for it. And notwithstanding all that, so I'll summarize, notwithstanding all that, there's 57,000 fake votes. I mean, votes for which there's no legal way they can be there. 50,000 and Biden won by a margin of 8,000. 10,000, 10,500. All right. 57,000 of one kind and 255,000 of another. Two hundred, so three hundred odd thousand fake votes or votes that shouldn't be counted for which there's no legal providence, and Biden won by ten thousand five hundred. Stop. Stop! This is crazy. I mean, how is it that, that this isn't decertified like instantly? I'm just saying you don't even have to be a math genius to say, "Okay, ten thousand looks like potatoes compared to all of these." So, I kind of think the the, the odds are in the favor of yeah, it was rigged. I mean, you know what? Did you, he you know, yes, this is big. You know, the press went out today. They hit the morning saying, we got a hold of the report and the report is benign. 
no, 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 no. They got a hold of a version of the report that turns out to be from the county reflecting changes that like they and other politicians that wanted made. That's not the report at all. The report that's out there that every the report that the USA Today and all these people are New York Times are writing stories saying this shows there was nothing wrong. That's not the real report. The report that got delivered this afternoon is the real report. And it says right on the page one in the executive summary, this this election should never have been certified, should never have been certified. This is the auditor saying this election should never have been certified. There's so many massive discrepancies. It could never pass. It, it's violated federal law on so many places. It could never be certified. So it's now officially called that in the report. Yeah, well, you know, you know, uh, the uh, the the Arizona group that's on Telegram actually filed a quo warranto to uh, ask the court because that basically means it's a writ where you ask the person that you're filing it against by what authority do you hold this position, right? So they got a response from the court, and I guess we all have to regroup now, armed with this report, to come back yeah. and ask the same question. I think I think that'll help if the attorney general kind of drags his feet a little bit. Um, I can tell you, I've been tame. You know that I've been tame. I've not been on my, I've been tame and measured for months since you've known me, Tori, but I'm now saying there have to be indictments. Based on what we heard today, if they let this slide, if the Attorney General of Arizona, who wants to be a Senator next year, lets this slide, there is no law. It's the end of the United States. It's done. There's no reason for anywhere in the United States for any election officials to comply with the law if they can turn a blind eye to this. But listen, we got him because this guy wants to be senator and we're not going to let him. They cannot sweep this under the rug. They can't sweep how it under the rug. How can he be running, though? I met a couple of people that are great Americans that are running. And I asked them here in the state of Ohio, like, how are you running when the, the elections were were corrupted? Like, why are they you don't doing quite in, a lot of Republicans don't internalize yet how deeply bad it is. They think it's one or two percent. I worry about DeSantis is going to lose Florida. He, he doesn't understand. He's going to get Trump next time. He doesn't quite get how bad the situation, what they're setting up in Florida. He's 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 not getting it. The guy from Texas, I would say, didn't get it until today. He finally called for. Uh, but let, getting back on Florida, I want to emphasize this is a game changer for me. If they showed. And, you know, it matches with what the canvas came up with. The canvas came up with there's 300, at least 300,000 ghost or suppressed votes in Maricopa, maybe 400,000. And if you listen to today and you add up these different numbers and it's 255 of this and it's 57 of that, and it's 17 of the other thing and 10 of that, it all sort of adds up into the 300, $400,000 range coming out of the computer stuff. Uh I mean, the, the, the forensic. So we have them. It's 300 to 400,000 out of 2.1 million votes. So 15 to 20% of the votes are compromised. If the Republicans, here's my thought. We finally have, you are so well-educated. You know what a shibboleth is? It's an old Hebrew word. Yes. And it means, it was a word that actually, I forget what it actually, it has some, but the two tribes of of Hebrews could like tell if you were in my tribe because you pronounce shibboleth one way, but if you were in a, the other tribe, you so pronounce it so, another way. Yeah, and so it means a word. It means something that used that that you distinguish friend from foe. A simple word. So the the guys guarding the one camp would you'd have to say the word as you approach. And so it's a word that lets you distinguish friend from foe. The shibboleth for us is election integrity. 
any Republican who is not teeth, toes, and fingernails sold off, bought into, we got to fight for election integrity like, like, you know, like, like it's no, like our lives as a nation depend on it. Any Republican who's not on that side, it's vote him out. He's the enemy. He's the enemy. All the rhinos, all the people who have not stood with us, now that we have turned out to be right, anyone, I mean, let's be forgiving if somebody, but anyone who is not teeth, toes, and fingernails on the side of fighting for election integrity, that's how you can tell that they're a fake. They're a fake. No matter what else they say, they're a fake. They're not really on your side. And we got to throw them out. I agree. I agree. And you know, the Arizonans are already on it. You know, they filed a written mandamus against the governor for all this, you know, mask mandates and, you know, all of these things that are violating Arizona constitution and laws. Uh, so I don't think they'll have a problem writing a writ of mandamus to force the attorney general to do his job. I think well, they've, they've learned yeah. the the way to go. And, uh, you know, Arizonans are not going to have it. You know, what what, my, what blows my mind is the majority of these votes disenfranchise Native Americans and African-Americans. Like, yep, Native Americans and uh, Latinos. And the Latinos, as right. <laughs> like, so they had a chance minorities vote and did whatever they wanted. Absolutely. What hasn't come out yet, but will come out in the Jovan information when that stuff is, is I mean, that's all getting made public, is the skew is the voter suppression side of the business. So they, if it's 15%, it's like they suppress 10% of the vote and they stuff 5%. And that's how they get a 15% swing. The 10% stuffing turns out to disproportionately go against or in precincts where there's Latino and Native American. And there's a subtle reason that they do that. That, that will be coming out and explaining the Jovan stuff. And what it shows is tremendous discrepancies in how voters' votes are treated by precinct. And if you're in this precinct and they want to screw this precinct, they have things set one way. So 67% of the ballots get adjudicated. But in another precinct that they want to let slide, they have things set and only 3% of the ballots get adjudicated. Well, that's a tremendous equal protection uh, issue. Oh, you know uh, what I'm, I was saying? I just had a flash of an idea that someone put. Do you know what the va the vaccine mandates, the mask mandates, all that stuff? Do you know that's a byproduct of a fraudulent election that people are now yeah. losing their jobs because their election was stolen? I a mean, rigged election. This is a, a rigged, this is yeah, a coup. Yeah, it was a coup against the people because right now nobody would be worried about not having a job or their kids wearing a face diaper. You know, five-year-olds, they can't even wipe their nose properly without a mask. Could you imagine if they're wearing a mask, the filth that's on that mask? Like this, this is like a trauma. Right, right. But there's no science. You know there's know. no science. Yeah, well, they've been breathing. What, what is it? A very smart person said yesterday, the masks don't protect you from the viruses. So you've been wearing the stupid mask for a year and a half and you're still alive. So you're fine. Um, but, you know, the thing what I'm trying to say is because the election was rigged, now people are losing all these rights and their constitutional rights are being violated and they're forced to submit themselves to some manifested healthcare system. And so the election integrity is very, very important because if we can fix that, then we undo everything. Then whatever yeah. selected guy playing president right now up there is saying means absolutely nothing. 
So if we can, if we can't fix it, it's done. No matter what else you care about, it's all over. Your kids growing up in authoritarian society, it's only going to take a few years. I mean, look at what they've done in the last 18 months. It's going to take a few years. We turn into the USSA and it's the end of America as you know it. So there's nothing else to worry about in politics. I don't care if you care about abortion. I don't care if you care about gun rights. I don't care if you care about religious freedom. None of it matters until you get elected. What you care about doesn't matter until yeah, or unless we get election I, integrity. I agree in that bill that they just put together and passed, they put red flag laws. So now Patrick, if someone doesn't like you, they can go to the police and say, oh, I don't like Patrick, or they could say whatever they want. And they'll come and take your guns and say, well, when you meet with a psychologist, we'll see if you can get them back. Yeah, and in the military, anyone out of the military, what they want to do is disarm vets. So anyone out of the military who's seen combat, they can say, or if they've ever told a shrink, well, I might have PTSD or I have nightmares, they've got to find themselves red flagged and DHS or somebody shows up and says, we need your guns. And that's how they're going to go about disarming. It's, it's like crazy time. And so they want to change America. They rigged an election, stole the seat, want to change America rigged the Supreme Court so it'll sprinkle holy water on a bunch of unconstitutional changes, uh, you know, change the electorate by legalizing 25 million new voters and change the voting rules, federalizing it, even though the Constitution is clear as a bell on who gets to run elections. So this is a very beautifully designed, engineered capture of the United States federal government. So uh, we're going to fight back legally. I know we said this privately, right? And I haven't kind of said it out loud, but you do know who was the one that conjured the whole um, led, the whole idea of mandatory uh, vaccines and masks, right? Remember when we had Zoom calls where the federal employees were organizing a coup for the election? I do remember that. I do remember yeah, that. Yeah, that Zoom call, there was this cat lady like, you know, the bad cat lady, not hot cat ladies like me, okay? But right. the really not good cat lady, she was the chief counsel of the, the Department of uh, of Labor. He's the one that crafted this for Biden. Come on. I'm dead she, serious. She crafted what? Lilith? What was her name? Lilith or Lillian? What was her name? Um, That, that cat lady, the chief counsel. She's the one with the gray hair and had like the yeah. stupid and and she was like talking about how you Lillian know she them, no no not 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 Fithian not the Nicaraguan okay. uh, one um damn it but she's the one that did it and I'm putting together an article to expose that uh, I'm waiting for the official document to be published so no one can say oh that was whatever I already have captured her conversations and PowerPoint presentations to the White House and the CDC what was her name again. Sarah, Sarah? Oh, yeah, I do remember her. Starrett. Starrett. Sarah Starrett. That's it. So she was the one that was captured telling all the other federal employees in SISA and at the DOD, here's how we're going to do this election queue, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, yeah so, I saw that. You well, know, so they're all together. The election is tied together with all of this tyranny that suddenly springs up. And this it's massive. It's all part of a plan. It's all part of a, an operation, a PSYOP. I want to thank your viewers, Tori. I love what you have built in your time traveling Tori world is beyond belief. I walked uh, General Flynn through it and we were laughing and laughing at the brilliance of it. And the fact that you have this grassroots movement that is doing, doing this and filing these cases and doing this research and drafting 
cases and and copycatting around the country is just I might tip my hat. I mean, only in America, that sort of organic grassroots bottoms up. And that's how we're going to beat this. So I really am an admirer of what you've built. Yeah. And tell us what we can do for Arizona, because all of Arizona, given this, the power of everything comes, I hate to be corny, at the end of the day, the power comes from the people. Leave it to others that are, you know, we're, I'm taught, listen, I was briefing a lawyer very close to the president, all about you in the last 36 hours and what your team's doing. Is, I'm sorry, the former president. I've, uh, you, you, all our power comes from the people, comes from the popular awareness. This isn't going to be done by a cleverly argued legal case. Uh, I mean, that may be at the end of the day, how it, how it crosses the finish line, but we have to let the politicians in Arizona know that enough is enough. This is the hill. I hate to put it this way, and I guess I don't like violent metaphors, and I do not mind this violently. But this is the hill to die on, and I mean that metaphorically in the sense of yeah, this is what has to be. You can't if this slides. We have an open and shut, crystal clear, massive mafia hijacking of a state election. If this can slide with just a little slap on the wrist and some bureaucratic this, that, and the other thing, it's the end of the it's the end of the game. We have them. We're never going to catch them more dead to rights, more red-handed than they were caught in Maricopa. The people of Arizona. I see that a million people have signed some Wendy Rogers thing saying they wanted uh, uh, decertify and hold a new election or something. That's the people of Arizona. I don't want anyone to go angry. And again, peace, 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 peace. Don't make any mistakes, but they're going to be asked and given opportunities in the days and weeks ahead. On Monday, there's going to be a rally, and there's going to be more more rallies. And Arizona's that we finally got them. I I a black belt, and then when I did jujitsu, I, I used to, I did <clears throat> I did a bunch of different uh, martial arts, but I wrestled for years and did jujitsu. And there's this point sometimes in judo matches where you know you're you think you're beat, you're on the bottom, the guy's getting you, but you get something on him. You get something. It's a little it's an ankle pick. It's a big toe pick and you get it and you work it into the ankle pick and then you're working into the knee pick and then you're working up to this and then you're working. And, but you get that one thing that comes your way that you can hang on to. I've been losing matches and that one thing comes your way and just hang on to it and you say, I don't care what else happens. I'm not giving up this little hole and you just work your way up and you win. Well, that's what we have in Arizona. We have them dead to rights. We got them dead to rights. We don't have to chase them all over the country anymore. We have proven how corrupt the Arizona election was. And in the process, we have proven that everyone else who vouched for it, from the mainstream media to SISA, to DOJ, to the Senate, to you know everyone else you can think of who vouched for it, were all incorrect. They were all flat wrong. And now that they're flat wrong, we now have no reason to believe them about any of these other states where we've seen so much meshigas occur. No, and and I agree. Like you know, I I I, I want to use Saki's word. I want to circle back to 2016 when we had the elections, and at that time, the uh, the governor was Secretary of State, and he came out screaming, "Oh my gosh, Russians are in our election machines!" I, I, I Millie captured the video when we did a report on this, and so it was like, "Oh my gosh, the Russians are in the machines!" And then two days later, he was on CNN. He was like, "Oh, it wasn't the Russians." It was, it was Pfizer. 
Yeah. yeah, just checking. And it's like, wait a minute, I thought they weren't connected. How are they in there checking? And why are they in there? Oh, that's Mom another thing that came out tonight, by the way. All these machines that don't connect, the guy found all kinds of cellular modems. He has all kinds of proof they did connect. I think David, I even said there was a Verizon one. I specifically identified which one would have been the one that used uh, the thing. It's the Verizon. It's in my affidavit. Like, how are they not connected here? Are the list of, I don't know why Verizon would have a modem. Is it just like a plant, like a decoration? Like, why would you have, but remember even their schematics show modems and say that they link in their, right? in their patents. Listen, I got to run. I wanted to check in with you and your viewers. I applaud them. Arizona. Arizona is, there's an old German term, a Prussian term, the Schwerpunkt of a battle, the point of the spear. When you get that sunk, you're putting all your weight on that. You're getting a, Well, the point of our spear is Maricopa now. We have them. We got these sons of bitches dead to rights. Dead yes, to we rights. Thank you, Patrick. Squeeze. We are going to squeeze incredible. and twist and squeeze. You're incredible. Thank you for everything you've done for our country and you know that you've just kept at it and and done this because first Arizona, I think Georgia should be next in my It's opinion. my honor. It's my honor. I got to run out of here, my dear. I got to run out of here. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. God bless. Bye-bye. Okay, guys. That was Patrick Burn um on the ground telling you exactly what's happening. Um so this is this is quite a fascinating kind of day, right? So we get these uh, results. I'm really happy because they super verify <laughs> my whole affidavit. So that's pretty cool. But I wanted to bring your attention to something. So you have to think, Tori, your affidavit talks about certifications, right? Now I want to bring you into the mind of the corrupt world in a conversation that may have happened. Well, what if someone discovers that these were like rigged or something? You know, how do we get away with that? Like, how do we say, oh, we didn't know, but let's just forget about it. It happened then. We're just not going to look at it, you know, and, you know, how do we do this? How do we fix it if they catch us in 2017 or in 2018 or in 2019 or in 2020? Like, how do we avoid and have plausible deniability? Okay, we'll tell the EAC not to certify. We'll just drop the ball. No one ever looks there anyway. And if anybody looks, we shut them the fuck up. And suddenly, there's no certification of the machines, which means this is why we dropped the ball. We'll do better next time. And it's like, no, bitches. You guys planned this. Now, you would have to think, who would be in charge of something like that? Right? It would have to be someone high up that can listen to everything and then bully people. Kind of like, I don't know, I'm like thinking CIA director, you know, stuff like that. Um, because they would be orchestrating all of this because the CIA orchestrates all of that. And so who would the CIA tap? Their agents that are in other agencies like, you know, people in DHS or SISA that wear two hats. Kind of like Peter Strzok was FBI, but he was really CIA. But, you know, I digress. So this is, this was their scapegoat goat, right? To kind of like, all right, um, we didn't have certifications. It's not our fault. That guy's fired. That guy's fired. We're going to get a new company. We're so honest with you. We dropped the ball on this little thing. They would have allowed it to come out. And to avoid that from now on, 
we're all going to be using DNA samples to vote. Okay. This is how we have to do it. Cause we found out there were discrepancies. See, this is how they plan and ensure that they have some plausible deniability, but you can't have plausible deniability. If someone's called you out from before and said, wait a minute, I told, how do I have that? Well, one stupid Democrat, which we have to bless responded to that. And that was Wyden from Oregon reporting to one of those supposed companies that certify the machines just a couple days before the 2017 election saying, Mr. Cobb, we have to be very, very, you know, you know, certifying and doing this and maintaining certification is important. And what's weird is he did it on the record. So how did you not know? Oh, that means you kind of knew. So plausible deniability is kind of out the window because I think Senator Whited may or may not have gotten some communications from, I don't know, then director John Brennan. Well, former director John Brennan. But, you know, during the transition period, there was a transition team. Transition team meaning leftovers that were in place of other people. And therefore, that means... Someone may have gotten communications telling them to shut the fuck up. And uh, unfortunately, Wyden being himself uh, didn't get it in time and accidentally sent that letter because maybe his staffer missed the memo on purpose. You know, that's how stuff works, allegedly. Now, what we have to get together and do, we have a few tasks to do as a nation. And so, one, we all know that the U.S. is now broke. We want to avoid capital controls and spinning us into that digital currency that I warned you about that Nancy kind of introduced in 2019 and in 2020 with the CARES Act. So in order to do that, we have to tackle one organization that a lot of people shoot. And we already have class action names for that. So IRS, we're going to hit them hard. That's, that's, that's the key here. IRS is going to go bye-bye. So that's number one. So there's one great mind that, 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 that was like, I really want to do this. And we're like, yes, let's go. So we're doing that. The other thing is, I think we should hit back on the mainstream media. So now that I have Russell here, I mean, Russell, what do you think of that? Let's do it. Do it? So what if we like took that code US uh, 18 USC, is it 241 conspiracy uh, to violate our rights? I mean, they're supposed to be the free press and they're supposed to be informing us. Now we can't tell the press what to say, but if they're all conspiring together to violate our rights, right? By giving us bullshit, bullshit numbers, bullshit this, bullshit. I mean, we as the people can ask for a civil remedy in a clash action suit against all of the mainstream media and say you are all conspiring to violate our rights. And then they're going to have to prove that them bullshitting and obfuscating information, burying information and lying was a mistake. But how many times do you make a mistake before you know it's a mistake? Is it the time where people tell you and you're like, oh, I'll correct it? Or is it the time where people are like, F CNN, F this, you're lying, you're this? When does the fake news actually say, oh, um, no, we were being honest when we can prove they're not? Because there could be internal communications that say different. 
I mean, we don't even need that. We have enough from Project Veritas too, where they're already saying that they're conspiring and doing things. So I think that's kind of smashing. And that's something that needs to happen. October is going to be on fire. I think October is going to be on fire. Filing conspiracy to violate our rights. Meaning, I know there's a lot of people conspiring, but what we can do is we can point out one Rico Suave portion, which is the mainstream media. I think that's pretty badass. So that having said that, Arizona can has already filed a quo warranto. So they know how that goes. So if you're in, especially if you're in Maricopa County, see who was elected. Was it a judge, school board member, senator, councilman? Challenge their fucking seat and come with that report and say, I'm so sorry. Report says you're not elected. So um, I'm challenging your position. So you can say either slot me into your spot or we're having special elections. Pen and paper, please. So, uh, you know, we've got to start putting fires. And as you heard from Patrick Byrne, <laughs> even the general thinks it's Gina Dress because we took the directive from our president, didn't we? What did he say on the day that he was inaugurated? I'm giving power back to you, the people, right? Do you remember that? Do you remember how he said that? So there you go. If he told you he's giving you back the power, then why aren't you using it? Let's go. That's what we've been doing, right? Let's go. That's what we're doing. We've got the power now. We've got 13 writs filed, 16 in the process, and then the mega one that's going to be going to SCOTUS. Now, uh, I have received, I think it's like every single state in the United States. I, I got one from Alaska and Hawaii, and I got one, I think, from outside of the United States as an affidavit um, for my federal case. Now, my federal case... Um, thank God I didn't have to file it today. I had more time because I thought of, uh, something that hasn't been debated yet. Two amendments that we protected rights we have under the U S constitution that I think would be a genius type of argument that won't be easy to get out of and gives me the ability to introduce something without uh, claiming jurisdictional issues, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm going to be working on that this weekend. Um, so I guess maybe, you know, God got me really, really sick uh, yesterday to tell me to slow down. Because uh, the minute I slow down, I noticed that I had the opportunity to not file it immediately. And that was a good thing. I, I needed to slow down. I feel like I'm being pulled like in a million directions sometimes. And I, I find myself, you know, reading messages and I, uh, and I respond to as many as I can. Do you know I have letters on my desk for the past, like, you know, when I get things, I know I have a lot of, I have letters everywhere. And I respond, but sometimes when they, when people send me long ones, I'll pause and put it on hold and then I'll go back to it. So I kid you not, I found a box of Christmas cards that I filled out last year that I never mailed because I was in DC filling them out and I had mailed them to myself in a FedEx box and I actually found that. So people are going to be getting Christmas cards. 
<laughs> from last year. <laughs> so what I'm going to do is I'm going to match them up with a new one for this year early. I want to respond, but I'm, I'm just, I'm losing my mind. I'm, I, I completely am because right now everything's like on fire. We've got these elections. We've, uh, you know, they've sped up the timeline to push harder because they know it's almost over. And so what you guys are doing is very, very important right now. Um, it's extremely important in uh, how we get them cornered. And one way you can see that is from what they said during the um, presentation. I want you guys to listen to the end of this presentation. And I want you to think, imagine if you did nothing. I'm just saying, imagine if you did absolutely nothing. You filed nothing. You did nothing. We didn't regroup. And now, oh, I just wanted to say, for all of you that have filed writs, like uh, Idaho filed, like, hold on. Let me get the list of the places that filed so I can just read them out that are filed already. Um, give me a second. So, Okay. Alabama filed. That means everyone in Alabama should be writing affidavits in support of that writ of mandamus. Okay. All of you in Alabama should be writing your writs of mandamuses uh, affidavits. So how you support it and how that writ of mandamus has affected you. And you talk about that. Arizona, you need to do that too. Arkansas is uh, Alaska. I have no status. I'm going to have to jump into that group. Um, Arkansas still on it. California, they're in their final draft stages, Colorado. I got to jump on it because I got Colorado peeps. I know they filed federal lawsuits, which is so super badass. And Colorado has been hurting because they've got more to do there. Cause we got to deal with the secretary of state in Colorado now, guys. So I think this is an all America thing with the secretary of state in Colorado. Um, hold them accountable for deleting things like you can't, that's a felony. So then we have Connecticut on it, Delaware. I think they're working on it. Florida filed it on the 24th of September. Whoop, that's today. So everyone in Florida needs to be writing up affidavits in support of that writ of mandamus. Um, please take a look at the ones that were filed for me. Um, in, in the state of Ohio, you'll see how the people, uh, restated things and how they put it together. Uh, Hawaii, they're looking into it. That's what's up. Uh, Idaho filed it. Illinois filed it. Indiana filed it. Iowa's getting to it. Kansas is getting to it. Kentucky, Louisiana, Maine filed it today. Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, Mississippi, Missouri, Montana. Uh, they're all working on things. Nebraska, I popped my head in, I think, or was it Oklahoma that I popped my head in? They're working on it. Um, Nevada, working. New Hampshire, New Jersey, final draft. New Mexico, working on it. New York, final draft. North Carolina was filed yesterday. North Dakota, looking into it. Ohio, filed. Oklahoma Research, Oregon, filed. Everyone is working on it. Tennessee, filed. Texas, filed. You guys, you're on fire. You're holding all of these people accountable like nobody's business. 13 have been filed. About 16 of them will be filed within the next few days. 
And then that's a total of 29. That's super majority of the United States. I wish we could do it in every state. People don't have to be scared. One person files the writ, everybody just files affidavits right behind it. And think of it this way. Your Supreme Court sits on that shit. They don't do anything. They just mail the thing that they served your governor. Then the attorney general kind of takes 30 days to look at it. It doesn't matter. The more you file, the faster I could tell the SCOTUS that it's an emergency and they got to start with the first one, which is me. And then it's all dominoes after that. Then there's precedent. And remember, Ohio's is ironclad. So this is, this is it, dominoes. This is how you put pressure. This is how you turn it up. Remember, all the big boys, how do they attack each other? You think they go slap each other around? Do you think they, uh, <laughs> they, they just cuss at each other from a distance? No, they lawfare the shit out of each other, right? Military industrial complex, it's always lawfare. Always, big companies, lawfare. Eh? Well, I mean, let's go play with the big boys, right? That's what we're doing right now. We're playing with the big boys. We're in their camp, and what they don't understand, their, their, their playpen, but what they don't understand is that the courts were created by the people for the people, and we're reclaiming that shit. Because like Clarence um, Thomas, Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas said, the most dangerous branch of the government right now is the judicial. So we got to fix that. We totally have to fix it. So anyway, let's look at these final statements here. In fact, maybe Mr. Logan and his company uh, have identified the, the most accurate hand counting process that has uh, maybe ever been used in the country. And that's directly in opposition to many uh, within our state and, and across the country who said that um, their procedures were terrible or this was that and nothing could be further from the truth. Um, I, you know, there were a lot of good, honest people that Gave a lot of time, as you noted, uh, to accomplish in this audit. Yes. Was confirmed. There we go. Uh, I offer these, uh, as you requested, as areas where we could make constructive improvement. And I'll leave it at that. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Bennett. And we're sorry you went last and you had to hold on the longest. But uh, thank you so much for um, doing this. For Some of you may not know, Mr. Bennett did this uh on his own time, on his own nickel, and he lives in Prescott, but literally drove down almost every single day to be um, at the audit with um, the rest of the team to make sure that everything was done accordingly and chain of custody was followed and everything was always documented. So thank you, Mr. Bennett. That was quite a yeoman's job on your part. All right, closing comments. Senator Peterson, I'll let you start. Um, thank you, Madam President, and I'll be fairly brief here. I just, first of all, want to thank you um, for what you've done with this. You have faced incredible opposition and hostility, and you have handled that with grace and dignity. So I want to thank you and recognize you for that. Um, the, again, the goal here is election integrity and making sure our citizens have faith in the process. So as we wrap this up, um, what are our next steps? What's Where do we go from here? And I think there's legislation and I think there's uh, law enforcement uh, that needs to be involved. So I'm gonna name off you know, eight bullet points here um, that I think need to be handled by my colleagues and, and by our attorney general. First of all, and what I have found perhaps the most unsettling through this whole process is the obstruction that we have seen from the county. 
uh, the failure to comply with the auditor, a brazen willingness to violate a legal subpoena. Our attorney general said that was against the law. Um, it's, it's truly alarming. And furthermore, to their willingness to expend significant resources, human capital, um, you name it, uh, to block and to stop this audit. As I recall, it was like $18,000 or something like that for one of their audits that they spent uh, money on. Uh, how much money have they spent trying to stop our audit? It has to be um, in the hundreds of thousands of dollars, but that would be an interesting uh, number to see. Um, number two, the numbers don't reconcile. As you've seen through, this is a theme throughout all the reports, all of us as citizens, we should be able to pull up these election results and we should be able to, every direction, reconcile the numbers. If I subtract, you know, early ballots or if I subtract, or if I add the rejected, if I, you know, no matter which way, you should be able to um, come up with a reconciliation so that everything balances. That needs to happen. Um, it appears that they broke the law with duplicate ballots. And that's, that's a huge deal. That needs to be resolved. We need to get to the bottom of whether that law was broken, how to prevent it in the future, hold people accountable that did it this time. Churning of logs. The churning of logs. Uh, we need to find out why that happened. Who did it? What was the motive? What, what, and what was there? We need to, we need to get to the bottom of the, the logs that were there. Chain of custody issues. Number five, chain of custody issues. Number six, a failure to preserve data files. And number seven, cybersecurity weaknesses that were so, uh, that were shown by Mr. Cotton, so evident here. Those are not going to get, um, any better. <laughs> we're seeing people being held hostage via cybersecurity every day, and it's constantly becoming more sophisticated. We have to definitely need to up our game there. And number eight, the envelopes with blank signatures. We have a lot of questions there that need to be answered. So with that, Madam President, um, I look forward to working with my colleagues and with the Attorney General in any way to resolve these issues and to improve our elections and to increase election integrity in the state of Arizona. Thank you, Senator Peterson. Uh, Senator Peterson is our Jude chairman. This uh, started in the Jude committee back in December and uh, only appropriate to end up there. And my closing remarks, first and foremost, let me tell everybody that all of these reports are up and posted on our website for you to access all of them. That website is azsenaterepublicans.com azsenaterepublicans.com. You can all go there and see all of those reports. Um, second of all, I um, have already transmitted a letter to our Attorney General's office with all of those reports. That not only includes everything that we have noted here, but also everything that Senator Peterson has concerns about. Um, the Attorney General has that. We are asking him to open up a formal investigation so that he can pursue and get uh, uh, seek additional information, additional facts, um, perhaps get some of these missing things that we were never able to get. 
uh, verify this all this information and take the appropriate actions of anything that is necessary to do. Um, I have very every confidence that he will be doing that. Um, I also want to say thank you to my Senate Republican colleagues. Uh, when we started this, it was um, we had a caucus, and every single one of our Republican members said this is important. Our constituents have questions they want answered. We didn't think it was going to be this long. We didn't think it was going to be this expensive or this difficult, but we did it. We hung in there. We did it. And as you can see, um, we do have some work to do here. We have a lot of work to do because, quite honestly, if we don't follow our rules, don't follow our elections, this is how problems can happen. We also know that 18 different states sent representatives here because they have constituents asking the same questions. And the very least, what I think that we can all come out of this is that we need to do audits to some extent. We need to do bigger audits on every election just to make sure that everybody's following the rules. So with that, I want to say thank you to Mr. Logan, Mr. Poland, Mr. Cotton, um, Mr. Bennett, all of you present, Mr. Shiva, Dr. Shiva. Um, thank you for all your hard work. I know this was very difficult on you and your family, Mr. Logan. Uh, you've been here for many months and you've left your wife and 11 children um, back at home. And he has another one due in next month in a couple of weeks. So um, well, you gave up a lot for this. And we appreciate it. So to everyone, thank you all very much. Thank you for being so polite up there. We appreciate that. And um, <laughs> prayers and blessings to everybody and let's uh let's move our elections forward thank you we are adjourned and we are adjourned too because we have to go bounce but um you know i wouldn't mind seeing her in um our regular senate she should go and represent arizona somewhere else she was very eloquent she kept her poise um she kept it as neutral as possible and, um, you know, it's um, quite, quite interesting um, how it works. It's just, it's quite interesting how things work like that. It was very well put together. Yeah, she was classy. I would not be like that. <laughs> totally not. This is why I can't run for office. One, I'd be me too by men, women, and other species, of course. <laughs> and um, two, I, I don't sugarcoat any. I think that's okay, though, now. I think that's kind of okay now. Um, so <clears throat> what um, we should all be focusing on right now is working within our states to make sure everything is working properly uh, in regards to reading things. I um, had hopped into uh, the Colorado chat. Oh, yeah. So they are working on it. Duh. I did hop on. I had a voice call with them. And I was like, just uh, take your whole constitution. Read it. Find the loophole. You don't have to be a lawyer to read it. It's in English. Um, and I'll tell you what. When you're looking at a problem that you want to solve, let's say, you know, a medical problem, right? You see someone with a broken ankle. A doctor immediately will have an assessment based on their knowledge. Blah, blah, blah. A car mechanic will have something else. Uh, a waitress will see something else. Uh, a stay-at-home mom will see something else. Uh, there's different perspectives 
that you can read the same sentence and all of you will see something else. And this is where you guys have to come together and have these conversations in order to find a good loophole. You know, kind of like, you know, everybody's read the Constitution, right? Everybody knows their Constitution. They know the rights that are protected with it, everything. But it only takes that one aha moment to say, wait a minute, I can actually apply it like this. And it's like, oh, yeah, you totally can. Someone had even put in the chat, I don't remember who it was, and I didn't even save the message when I saw it because I was so giddy and my car was driving itself, so I have to have my hands on the steering wheel when it happens. But I remember freaking out because they said something about the word servitude and how it's defined. And I was just like, ding, 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 ding. And see, that was a perspective I hadn't seen. It was just simply a definition. So all of you can read your constitution. Don't look for the exact verbiage, but I did say, all of you that are reading your constitution, look between the years of 2010 and 2012, when a lot of amendments happened because of Obamacare. Right. That's that's key. OK. And this is where you can find all your rights. And you could say, well, you know, our civil rights uh, <laughs> that are protected by the federal constitution are literally being pissed on and set on fire with that piss. right? And no one's doing anything. And it's like, how do you um, make the judges do their job? And that's by putting them in a box. And the only way you can put them in a box is by using that civil right and then bringing a civil right protected in your state. And then, oh my gosh, they can't get out of the box. I can't argue this or bring case law because there is none for that. So, so I've got to interpret the law like a dictator or like a judge. And this is where it comes down to without giving too much away. That's what it is. You don't argue the shit people's argued before and that there's case law for. You go to the shit that no one's argued and can be married together with other shit where you just put them in a box and you're like, oh, you know, there's only one way out and that's my way. Or you can be known as a dictator and, you know, it's totally appealable because there's no binding case law. There's no, you know, persuasive law. There's nothing like I found that one out, I guess, you know, it takes time sometimes. And I'm some, so I'm kind of grateful that I had that little mishap yesterday. It takes time. And sometimes you have to slow down because you can miss those opportunities of thought when you're running too fast. It's like me when I was, when I had left, oh, I literally did this. I want to remember what airport, I think it was Miami. I kid you not, guys. I left the little bus to go pick up the rental car and I had left my handbag on the bus that brought me from the airport to the car rental place. I kid you not. I was running so fast that the top half of my body was running. My feet hadn't caught up. I like almost face planted. So it's kind of like that. Uh, I didn't catch the bus, but I really tried. And it would have been really funny if someone had that shit on video too. So, um, we always have to slow down. I know time is of the essence, but I forgot that if you can command time, you can command more things. And sometimes you forget the things that you can command.
um, and how there are opportunities that you're just not seeing them because you're still playing their game of this constructive reality. And I realized that just a couple of hours ago when it dawned on me, crap, I've been boxed in this construct and I forgot how I'm outside of the construct. And this is where the thought comes in. So sorry to cut my show short today, um, but we will be doing movie night on Sunday. It'll be super badass too. And um, well, I'll be posting a lot of stuff. I'm going to go take Russell and feed him. Uh, I can't wait to eat there too. I haven't been there. Um, no, fish sounds good. I think I want to eat fish. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking at some of these comments. I just can't. On that note, remember, nothing they're doing can stick because everything they're doing is illegitimate. And I guess, you know, the whole... Um, Impeach 44 may be coming to fruition quicker. Oh, yeah. I didn't even mention that. There's some stuff coming down the pipeline with that one, too. But we'll talk about that next week. Oh, and remember, next week, Wednesday, I will not have a show because I will be at the Capitol. So just Wednesday. So maybe I could do an extra show. You know, I'll just do like extra time, right? Um, God bless everyone. We're going to end this with a little propaganda reminder. You guys are doing an amazing job. And everyone's got their eyes on you. Um, this weekend, I will spend time on Saturday with our Canadian group. Uh, they're actually getting in on the action too, which is super badass. The Tory Says Canadian edition uh, is these people are Canadian, but... Man, they're, they've got to have that rebel blood in them. They definitely do. They have uh, meetings that they're hosting. Uh, they're so organized, Zoom calls. I'm going to be popping on. Uh, there's, um, they're having one on Sunday. Um, I'm totally going to be all over that. And I think on Saturday I was going to just um, uh, do like a, a telegram call and kind of see where they're at because we should be helping our neighbors um, I know they're subjects of the crown technically, but technically so are we now because Biden created the AUKUS uh, treaty. So um, we got this. The whole world is watching you, not, not the leaders you think are leading you, but they're watching you. And that's super important. God bless everyone. Have a magnificent evening. And thank you, thank you for your prayers. I feel amazing right now. On speaker right now, everybody's saying like hi. Hey. So, uh, what Tori is saying is it? Uh, tell him you 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 submitted you this stuff. Millie and Gavin, we talked about it at the Epic Times, and they jotted everything down too. But they posted it and then pulled it. Yeah, they did. They wrote it in an article too. But regardless, I told them they were on the internet. The routers have all the information. I mean, but we gave it to all the people too. They just didn't want to yeah, listen. That memorandum of record by a DOD information yep. assurance security officer saying, yep. "Y'all need to grab this shit," because now they're on the now they're sitting there on on, on OAN, just shocked, seemingly shocked 
that this data was overwritten. And by the way, they're pointing out that it was overwritten by the admin account. No shit. It's the admin account that you have to assign. You can't have what you want to have a fucking user be able to delete log files. Are you kidding me? So, yeah, sometimes those are though remotely and pre-programmed too. Right? But, yeah. Well, yeah. It's yeah. all pre-programmed. It's all done by by an automated system. But that automated system is assigned a user, and it's not assigned like a regular user. It's assigned the admin account. IT guys get lazy, uh, and they don't. And instead of creating like a, 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 a you know a specific admin account for that uh, application. They'll just use the actual admin account, which is what clearly the uh, the the IT guys did in Arizona, right? That's called the lowest yeah, bidder. That's not called malevolence. It. You said it, and and Millie Gavin were mm-hmm. in that room with me mm-hmm. when I was talking at the Epic Times, mm-hmm. and you know, and we were like, "Yo, um, this is what happened." And mm-hmm. Millie was like, "Why are you telling them?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But they literally, the thing that blows my mind, the thing that blows my mind is they literally published it and then they took it down. They published, am I mistaken there? I mean, B1000, they they published it and then they retract, they pulled it down and retracted it. Yes? Yep, they did. So if you ask me, this is like, you know, they're going to start going out and they're going to be pushing this to try to sell more more subscriptions to OAN more subscriptions I I, to you Epic know Times how that goes, but we know how that goes but they but I can sit here and show as a matter of fact verifiably and you know that, that you can show all the texts yeah, too yeah when we were talking about it and I was telling you send mm-hmm. it to me email it to me yeah. so that I can provide it to them because they won't listen to me I'm not verifiable that's the whole idea of my job is mm-hmm. to not be verifiable people are like I can't verify no fucking shit that's my job yeah to be a ghost yeah but you weren't super ghost you were a verified one uh, yeah no uh, no I was completely attributable right it's like ah. they just looked at me and said Berkey doesn't blend well let's put him in this room over here Right? So, uh. <laughs> okay, listen, I'm going to hang up on you because I have okay. to start driving. Gonna... I have to start driving um, within the legal limit. Drive within the legal limits. Uh, yes. Thank you very much for answering that, Tori. It, I, this is freaking some bullshit, and I, I'll I just. You, All right. I'll and talk we'll to you later. You in a couple weeks. Uh, I will talk to you later. Much love. Love you. Bye. Bye. All right. So, you got it there. From the Tory says mouth. Hey there. You good, bro? You ain't picking up calls, dog. What's wrong, man? Yeah, you good? Hey. Hey there.
a candle.